Welcome to the Blockbusters and Birdwalks podcast. I am the curator, Garrett Chaffin Kirai. Take it on faith that John Sayles' Lone Star, 1996, is a great movie. Don't read internet spoilers and don't expect a shoot 'em up style western. Instead, Lone Star is a tightly wrought story of people in a complex situation, and it doesn't flinch from exploring that complexity. The story centers on Sheriff Sam Deeds, played by Chris Cooper, who looks after his South Texas jurisdiction on the U.S.-Mexico border. He's a childless, divorced man laboring in the shadow of his late father, Buddy Deeds, Matthew McConaughey, someone Sam hated and who was also a sheriff, and with whom Sam is constantly compared to as the lesser sum. The inciting event that disrupts Sam's life is the discovery of a skeleton on a defunct military rifle range. The only clue to the skeleton's identity is a sheriff's star. Supposed to leave everything right where we found it. And they're real particular about that. The scene of the crime. No telling you if there's been a crime. But this country's seen a good number of disagreements over the years. Is this the body of long-disappeared Sheriff Charlie Wade, Chris Christopherson, Buddy's one-time commanding officer, last seen alive in 1957? If so, did Buddy kill Charlie, and does that possibility tarnish Buddy's reputation as a hero? Like all police procedurals, evidence and timelines matter. But this peculiar investigation also drifts into memories and secrets built across generations and inside families to reveal the often unexpected impact of heritage, whether national, regional, or familial, and the way history is interpreted by different racial and ethnic groups, as in this extended scene concerning a public school curriculum. It's tearing everything down, tearing down our heritage, tearing down the memory of people who fought and died for we this land. We fought and died for this land, too. We fought the U.S. Army, the Texas Rangers. Yeah, you lost, buddy. Yeah. Winners get to bragging rights. That's just the way it goes. People, people. I think it would be best if we don't view this thing in terms of winners and losers. Well, the way she's teaching, it's got everything switched around. I was on the textbook committee, and her version is not... We think of the textbook as a guide, not as an absolute. It is not what we set as the standard. Now, you people can believe whatever you want. But when it comes to teaching our children... There are children, too. And as a majority in this community, we have the right. Oh, yeah, well, the men that founded this state have the right. The right to have their, their story told the way it happened, not the way somebody hey, wanted hey, it to happen. The men who founded this state broke from Mexico because they needed slavery to be legal to make a fortune in the cotton business. I think that's a bit of an oversimplification. Uh, are you reporting this meeting, Danny? Are you running it Just now? adding a little historical perspective. Oh, yeah, but well, you call it history. I call it propaganda. Now, I'm sure they got their own account of the Alamo on the other side, but we're not on There's the other no side. Excuse me. I've only been trying to get across part of the complexity of our situation down here. Cultures coming together in both negative and positive ways. If you're talking about food and music and all, I have no problem with that. 
But when you start changing who did what to who... We're not changing anything. We're just trying to present a more complete picture. And that's what's got to stop. Look, there's enough ignorance in the world without us encouraging it in the classroom. Now, who are you calling ignorant? This pattern is a hallmark of Sales' movies, and it sits behind everything in his mid-career masterwork. Sam begins questioning locals and out-of-town experts to assemble a portrait of exactly what kind of white male malevolence Charlie Wade really was in the mid-1950s. You know the popular version of how he left town. Everybody on the border knows that story. So you got a cause of death? The skull was intact. There's no signs of trauma on what we found of it. Not much to go on. Well, so he could have gone out to the post, uh, just hopped the fence, dug down into the dirt on the old rifle range, and had a heart attack. Along the way, he takes up with an old flame, Pilar Cruz, Elizabeth Pena, who is now a high school social studies teacher. These strands, Sam's investigation and romance with Pilar, form the backbone of the movie, although there are several secondary characters of note. One is Buddy's old deputy, Hollis Pogue, Clifton James, who has become town mayor. Another is Otis Payne, Ron Canada, who runs a bar. Then there's Otis's son, Colonel Delmore Payne, Joe Morton, the new commanding officer of the local army base that's been marked for closure. Very quickly, the number of secondary stories unspools as we meet and linger alongside the community surrounding Sam and Pilar and their families. And the whole thing hangs on what really happened to Charlie Wade all those years ago. Start digging holes in this county, no telling what will come up. Sales' script is liberally peppered with observations about ethnic mixing, changing views of power, and an ongoing study of how people make a life in the midst of confusion and limits. As the key example, we learn that Buddy was involved with Wade's death, although not in the way Sam believes, and we learn that Buddy's stern habits towards his son develop from a deeply held secret from Buddy's past. The movie's surprise ending is well-planned through a narrative that shifts among three main time periods, 1996, 1972, and 1957. Helpful hints are dropped along the way, particularly a few on-the-nose one-liners, but it is Pilar who delivers the final, lasting, and most thematically sensitive line of the movie. All that other stuff and all that history, to hell with it, right? Forget the Alamo. She couldn't be more right. And the lasting impact of the movie is that you leave it feeling hopeful for the characters that are the expression of deepest shame. Thank you for listening to the Blockbusters and Birdwalks podcast. My name is Garrett Chaffin-Kirai. Boop-boobity-doo!